the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Is Dean Smith the man to take Aston Villa forward? I don't think so. Why can't Everton break into the top four? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer will lead Manchester United to a Premier League title. He just needs time. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan, and today we are talking all things Tottenham, um, which is quite exciting. But obviously, the most important thing is I'm here with Oli and Kieran. A, a delighted Kieran after what happened this past week. Do you want me to kick off? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, <laughs> a, a, speechless, a speechless Kieran after <laughs> what has happened this yeah, past week. This is a privilege. Oh man, who'd have thought that following on from um, Spurs United, I would come out the winner? Well, not me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still think I'm the winner, you know, sitting in a Manchester pub, what yeah. you get all sad and glum, you know, that was a highlight. That's fine though, because you have a PE teacher as a manager, and the only reason you've got any points in the Champions League is because of Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm not, I'm not, mm. I'm not Ollie out, I'm still, I've never been Ollie out, so I'm not, I'm not annoyed. I personally, we'll get, you are in the- we'll get, we'll get straight into this whole Conte debate, because it seems we're going there straight away, um, but I just want to start off and say, I... I feel bad. I know it wasn't the best of start. It wasn't necessarily the most worst of starts, but I feel bad for Nuno. He was literally sacked for doing what Nuno does. And also, I feel like Tottenham only jumped this early because they knew Man United were probably getting ready to go for Conte. So I think they just wanted to beat United to that because they knew he was of interest. So for me, I just feel like Nuno's been pretty hard done by. I can understand, you know, results weren't brilliant. But I do think they have definitely jumped slightly because they didn't want to lose out on the number one. I mean, why why wouldn't you, really? When a manager like that is available, no disrespect to Nuno here at all. He was the wrong man at the wrong time for the wrong job. You know, it, it was not what Spurs fans wanted. It was... Mourinho was quite a pragmatic coach in that we didn't really get the free-flowing attacking football that we got under prime Pochettino. And, you know, I, I hate to coin the term, but, you know, Nuno was often described as Mourinho, but without the CV. You know, two very similar managers in how they like to set up their teams and how they like to implement game plans. It's just Mourinho's got bundles of trophies to go along with that, whereas Nuno doesn't. Um, it, it is a shame because I think Nuno at the right club is a good manager, but when someone like Antonio Conte who achieves success wherever he goes. And I know Mourinho was the same until he came to Spurs, but hopefully that's not the case again. Um, I do think that when someone like that is available, um, you have to go for it. I mean, I think yeah. I think I think I'm a good person to reply to that with the Man United thing. You know, they were looking all oh, maybe they'll sack Oli, and I did not want Conte. I've said so many times I didn't want Conte. I didn't want Zidane. And personally, for me, I'm very excited. No, no doubt, I'm excited. Conte's back. He, in my mind, is probably. I think the Premier League's probably now got the three best technical or technically astute managers in the world. Maybe at this time. Pep, Klopp and Conte. I think they're both tactically incredible. So I'm very excited to see him. What about the manager who won the Champions League? I'd say top four. What? Oh, Touche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two, true, 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 true. Um, Touche. Uh, that didn't go down. <laughs> that was dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, back to my point. I'm very excited to see him in the Premier League. I, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm quite excited to see him at Tottenham. I think it could go well, it could go not so well. But I didn't want him at Manchester United. I didn't think he was the right person for Man U. So I'm actually quite happy that he's gone Tottenham. And Tottenham have taken him off of our list that we can't get him now if we do end up sacking Ole. Which now, I'm not going to lie, I don't think we will. Definitely not before Christmas. De- maybe not even before next summer. Because the little amount of managers actually available. But um, I'm very excited to see this um, happen at Spurs. But it'll be interesting to see how it happens and who will do well and bad. Because I think Dele Alli's in big trouble. Yeah, it's interesting with, with how the Tottenham team fit Conte's style. Because, I mean, you've got certain players in there like Reguilón who will probably thrive in that three at the back. We all know Conte plays with the three at the back, the wing-backs. You know, two strikers up top. And I think Reguilón was perfect for that. The left wing back, Kane and Son. I'm super excited to see how they get on up front because you know Kane and Son kind of it does kind of look like that Lukaku Martinez thing that worked so well for Inter Milan last season. But there are a couple of players in that midfield region that you you do worry for. Deli Ali is is he going to stay there? Will Eric Dyer be you know these mainstays of Tottenham? Will they still be around? Not that they're fantastic players, but you know, the people we we're used to seeing at Tottenham. You know players like Ndombele. There's two managers now that haven't been able to get the best out of it. You know, you've got, and also Brian Hill, These some of these wingers, Berwine, Mora, where do they fit into this Tottenham team? I suppose Kieran will know better than anyone, but where, where do you, who do you see standing out in the Conte system, just off sort of first impressions? Um, <clears throat> I think, I think this is the best we're going to see of Tongi and Dombele, if I'm honest. Um, if you look at what Conte was able to do with Pogba at Juventus, um, he just gave him license to roam and license to be free. And I think in a system with a back five, yes, he's been playing kind of the number 10 role. I think it just gives him even more freedom to just find those pockets, find those spaces, knock it past two players, play quick attack in football. So I think someone like Ndombele is going to definitely thrive. And I do I do agree with you in the, in the wing-back role. Um, and not just Reguilon, I think Emerson Royale, I think, will do wonders as well um someone who's like shown snippets of exactly what he can be um and i I actually think the back three will probably suit a lot of the spurs center backs because um in a back in a two at the back i think davinson sanchez gets isolated far too often but if you look at the beauty of having you know when you play a back three someone like antonio rudiger who is just rapid over a short distance is so quick and it's that recovery pace saw with Carl Walker and when England played as a back five yeah he made some mistakes but that recovery pace was so useful for him and I think someone like Davinson Sanchez will almost have to rely less on his defensive ability because you know let's be perfectly honest in the few seasons he's been here he hasn't really shown that on a consistent level I think now is the best chance for him to do that in what will likely be a consistent back three where I'd imagine that you probably want to play Romero in the middle. Um, and I I think this could be a worrying time for Eric Dyer. In that if, he, if we were going to play a back five, you would put him in the middle of it. But I don't know if you want that. I think you want maybe two slightly more versatile centre-backs either side who can maybe bring the ball up through the back. So I think this is a great opportunity for people like Joe Roden and Jaffa Tanganga as well, who can really stamp their mark on possibly playing as part of that back three. 
You mentioned the back three. I'm quite looking forward to seeing Kane. That I think, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Last season, he toppled both the charts for goals and assists. But personally, he did it for England as well because he got so used. So I don't like seeing him come this deep. And now with this 3-5-2, I don't think he will. I think he will be further up the pitch. And I think he will get more than one goal to his name so far this season. So I'm looking forward to him actually just being Harry Kane who he was two years ago. And I know last season it worked so well for him. But I think it's not working out. And I know maybe that's because he didn't get a transfer this or that. But now he's going to be under a world-class manager. And I think in this new formation, he really can thrive. And I think Son especially, I've always said, that partnership in that short pass and direct attacking football, I think Son's pace and Harry Kane's movement could just work perfectly as a duo up front. And I'm so glad Man United have got that game out of the way now and don't have to face it for quite a few weeks again because I think it'll be a totally different game. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Harry Kane back where he was, up front, not coming so deep because... You know, they're going to be those two holding midfielders that Conte likes with the ball, uh, ball roaming midfielder in the middle. So Kane doesn't need to come back as much. So I'm looking forward to that. But I said earlier, I just want to see what you think, um, Kieran. Deli Ali, I don't think he's going to like Conte's strictness. I don't think he's going to like the pressure he puts on players. Because, you know, under Jose, he collapsed. And under Conte, I think, who could be even more strict, I think this could be the end of the road for him, to be honest. Well, for, for the first few weeks of Jose's tenure, Deli was on another level. You know, he, I, he scored twice against Bournemouth. He, I think he was in, integral in the West Ham win in Jose's first game. And if you remember, he scored a brilliant goal against Man United. Um, it was after that where it kind of just fell apart for him. Deli Ali is very much a confidence player. Um, and I don't quite know where his confidence is at at the moment. I'd imagine it's quite low. If you think about the system that he plays, the, the beauty of Deli Ali was that he was so perfect at being that like second striker where someone like someone creative would be able to find those balls and he'd make those late runs into the box. Both, both of the goals he scored um, <clears throat> against Bournemouth, where I, I was at that game, were both in the penalty box because he managed to break free of any marker and he's just got this knack of finding those spaces. Um, his two goals against Chelsea when we beat them at Stamford Bridge, able to run off his man, able to find those spaces, find a yard of space and score. That was what he was so good at. Deli Ali, and this is not a hot take, Deli Ali has not been the same player since Christian Eriksen left. It was Eriksen's ability to pick the ball up deep, like what Kane is doing, or has been doing recently, that allowed him to thrive so much. So I think for him to thrive, he needs a creative player. And I don't quite know if, you know, people like Ndombele and Lacelso were brought in as, I guess, Eriksen replacements. They don't really fit the mould of that number 10 creative player who will get you goals and assists. They kind of play more like box-to-box -box at times. You know, they don't really have the best knack in front of goal and picking out that final pass, which Ericsson was so good at. So I think that for Deli Ali to thrive, he needs a proper creative player. And in that system, you know, you're asking then three of those midfielders. Or, I mean, perhaps what we haven't considered is, you know, yeah, we think Son and Kane might be that um, duo up front. Deli Ali could play kind of just off Kane you know it, it's that was where he was best but if that's going to happen you need someone in the deeper lying midfield who can play the Ericsson role which then allows him to have that freedom going forward and I don't really think that system suits it at all and it also would mean you probably need to buy a new player um, so I, I, I do agree in that you know even if he was firing well um, at the moment which he's not um, he would struggle to get into the system that Conte is likely to play. So I think it, it really could be 
I say make or break. It feels like it's been like that for the last few seasons. I think it is break now. I like how, the, how long you just said. Oh, sorry, Nathan, you, oh, two seconds. How I, long I, you just said buy another player? And I just don't know how many players <laughs> he is going to buy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. How, how long's left on Ali's contract? Is it? Uh, I think he signed a long-term one, like in 2018. So I'd imagine you're looking at 2023, 2024, perhaps yeah. even 2022. Because it's always been with Deli Ali. For me, it's always been like, yeah, you could get rid of him. Who's going to take him? Because he's such like a specific player for, for you your look team. At, you know, maybe yeah. that... I don't see him as the workhorse like, like that Lingard is. Lingard, I see yeah. a lot of work with, with Deli Ali. Picking up them spaces. Very intelligent player, but only in a certain system that is geared for him, if that makes yeah. sense. Poch obviously had a lot of love for him and, and brought the best out of him. So, it's interesting where Deli Ali goes in. In terms of Tottenham midfield, it is quite interesting because Conte likes to have that one player in that, that sprays the ball, sprays the passes across, hold it. I mean, we, we, we're not... I don't know if many of us are big fans of him, but is Skip the man to do it? And for this period, will Harry Winks be that player as Hoiberg kind of moves on a bit further forward and plays that more box-to-box role like he did for Denmark. Just, that, that position is interesting because Skip's whole thing for me from seeing him, maybe not as much as you, but is kind of breaking up play and not letting things happen. Whereas Conte yeah. likes to have that player that passes and plays the long diagonals. And I don't, Is Skip the man for them? And, and does, it, does that stifle his development in a way or is it going to be like a, a lot of pressure on him to just come up and deliver? I think he can certainly develop into that kind of player. Um, you are right in that he's very much someone who breaks out the play, will win the ball, will hassle, which is great for Hoybjerg because it allows him to drift slightly further forward. And we've seen him look more deadly in front of goal, pick up more goals and assists. Um, so that might have to be something that's slightly adapted. And if and you could argue that I would say that Harry Winks probably out of the three who could play in that role is the best passer of the ball. Um, but... Harry Winks is not exactly someone who is well-liked um, at the moment at Spurs. It's just often that people find he makes rash decisions and doesn't quite possess the quality that many thought he had when he showed glimpses of it under Poch, mostly when Spurs were playing at Wembley. Um, but like like you say there, though, I think we're talking about Deli Alley um, and it was, it was quite noticeable that both of them were omitted from the Carabao Cup Burnley squad, which you'd think would be the perfect opportunity to play them. Yeah, I think that they could be going opposite ways in this in this regard. And I think Deli Ali's time as a Spurs player now, with Conte there, could well be over. Whereas I think if Harry Winks can perform to the level that he's shown in small glimpses, this could be a really, really big opportunity for him. But then you've got to wonder what that does for Skip's development, where he plays in Hoiberg and the role he has in the team. And you, you can't play all three. They, that happened at Crystal Palace and it was uh, hard to watch. Um, you need to have someone creative in there. So it, it kind of is those three players kind of going for what I'd say is probably two roles and Hoybier probably leans more to, to one of them than the other two. So I think it could be a very kind of big battle between Skip and Winks. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of who... Who actually plays in the, the Vitesse game? Because that's the first game, you know. And then Everton on the weekend. It's not like with Mourinho where it was a Premier League game first. So you can work out pretty quickly the desired starting eleven shape that he wants to go with. It, it could be very different. Or it could be Conte saying, 
this is the team I'm going to play on Sunday as well. Or, that's I think that's what makes it most intriguing is seeing who actually starts against Vitesse and then who starts against Everton based maybe off that moment. You could have, say, five starters who will definitely start at the weekend. Kane, Son, Hoybjerg, Romero, people like that. But then you could have people like Winks, say, um, Sanchez, um, Tanganga, perhaps Bovine Mora, who can maybe play themselves into starting on Sunday. But... I mean, I think Conte is probably going to go for it. I, I think he's. I don't think he's the sort of manager that plays very, very weakened teams. I think he likes to go for everything that he's in. He is a serial winner. He loves to go for it. So I think we're probably going to see a much more stronger team on Thursday that I think many of us are expecting. I mean, when this comes out, we would already know what he played, how it went, but I think he's going to go much more stronger. Just to, yeah, just to say as well, it's, it's a must-win game. You know, Spurs, from, from playing the second-string team and making nine, ten changes per game, Spurs don't aren't a set on to, to get out of the group at the moment. I think they're, the Druin-Wren um, beat Enes um, Mura, lost to... The test in the last game week, so it's it's not exactly nailed on. So maybe, yeah, regardless of even if we had nine points from those games, Conte will play the same. Conte will play a strong team, but you know now with how it's looking, I think he's way more likely to. Talk yeah, I mean that would be a big. Sorry, that would be a big statement to to win the Conference League. You know, I think as much as people might want to hate on the competition, Conte can get it right. They've not Conte might want to win the league this season. If Tottenham, if Conte come in and go right, we're going to win this, and it just breeds a winning mentality. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he went through. You can check out the next episode on Spotify, iTunes. Check us out on Twitter at One Two Football UK. Um, all the other social medias, same same name. And also check out OneTwoFootball.com. We've got a, an actual growing list of contributors. There's going to be so many articles coming out. Really excited for it. But until then, we'll see you next week.